Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, March 4th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Omniflix in the spotlight. NFTs for GM1 and mental health. Featuring Sandy Toes and Brain Fever. Let's take a listen. We'll start with Sandy Toes, who is down in uh, Denver. And, uh, Dan- Sandy, I have not seen you yet, so we must do something about this. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming to today's space. How are you doing today? I'm so happy to be here with you and uh, hope you got the technical stuff worked out with our friend. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he should be here shortly. He, um, he's, he just has to click the link and uh, he, now he's good. He didn't, he didn't see the link before, but um, Sandy, so how's uh, your experience in Denver so far? Well, good and bad. There's the good things of learning, meeting new people, but I also really didn't like it compared to Cosmoverse. <laughs> so I I guess I'm spoiled. But the camaraderie and also just the location really makes a difference to one's experience. How are you enjoying it? Uh, I know. I, th- I mean, I've, I've enjoyed myself. I think we've met uh, over 200 people. I met well over 200 people in the last uh, three days. Um, I mean, the the everything is really far away from each other. That's the only thing I'll say. I've uh, spent a fortune on Ubers so far this week. So, um, and even trying to use the scooters, which like I thoroughly enjoy, honestly. Um, I wish they had them where I live. But the scooters, there's been like three separate occasions I've been like tried to ride one back, and I, I guess I was too far away, and the the thing like left me stranded, like uh, at least two three miles away from my hotel, and on two. Separate, so, I guess that's my fault. No, I hear you. I got lost. I got dropped off and um, I was at the wrong place. Things were in different places and, and it's very cold. It's not like Colombia where you can walk around and sit down and get a taco or, you know, listen to some music and get a coffee. Everything's spread out and it's, it's a, just a different experience. So it, it was more challenging to navigate and... Um, but uh, it was very interesting. I, I learned a lot and um, my, my brain got squeezed. So it was just an amazing experience to meet the people that think about the bigger questions, where society is going, what are we using this technology for? And, um, and so it was definitely a great experience. Oh, I agree. Um, it was wonderful down there. Um, the only thing here, I had a chance to volunteer uh, the first day to help set up the uh, the the upstairs floor of those, I was I was almost like overwhelmed with how massive the event is. There's like I heard there was almost fifty thousand people that were signed up for this, but the the actual like uh, like the center where the where the uh, conference is going on is massive and it's like packed wall to wall on all three floors. So I mean, and the the one thing that I've seen a lot of here is a lot of people that 
are into the cosmos or are familiar with the cosmos and last year a lot of the people that i spoke to uh probably half of them were not really any at all familiar with the cosmos and now i'd probably say it's about uh 80 20 that are familiar with it the one thing i will say that is killing me is every time i've done a space up here i i can't like keep up with uh with like this the the like oxygen i i, I get like really lightheaded so right now I'm extremely lightheaded and I just, I like almost fainted from the, uh, cause having asthma and being at this altitude is like not a good mix and I'm not used to it yet. So, um, bear with me for a moment, guys. It's all right. Catch your breath. And, um, and I'll just kind of talk about, uh, this new collection that I'm doing with RIL cause it is about wellness. So it is about taking a moment and it's, it's about, we want to bring awareness to mental health uh the web three space is very stressful and those people who have already challenges may get triggered may have bigger challenges than the rest of us but honestly you know the whole thing about stress and you know why do people get sick what happens um i i've dealt with so many different uh areas of mental health um uh, you know, I survived the revolution as a child. So sometimes our mental health and how we are is formed by the traumatic experiences we've been through. But then when I was, you know, growing up, you know, six, seven years later in high school, I didn't have an understanding. You don't necessarily have to have bad things happen to you to have challenges with mental health. Because I went to school with very wealthy children who had everything they needed provided for them. And, and I didn't understand because, you know, here was Saddam Hussein killing my relatives, my Kurdish relatives in Iran uh, during the 80s, the eight-year war. And I'm looking at my high school friends. They have everything. And they're, you know, they're, they've got uh, alcoholism. They're using drugs. And I'm like, what, you know, why are they doing that? They have everything. But, you know, now that I'm 55 years old, I've had um, more of an understanding about this society. And so, you know, I grew up in Laguna Beach and my boyfriend and I helped raise five other kids from these wealthy families because they experienced isolation. Their parents were too busy. So they would hovel with us in our little apartment after school because we had a hot meal. We, we had camaraderie and there were adults who cared about people. So you don't necessarily have to have something bad happen to you to have, you know, issues with mental health, just different kinds of trauma and experiences can do these things. So Web3 is a very tough place. And um, in this space, I met RIL uh, two years ago and I was collecting NFTs as a collector. And I, I just thought, oh my God, she's so amazing. She'd done so many projects and so successful, beautiful artist, amazing community builder. And, um, and, I, and I thought, oh, my gosh, she's just so amazing. And she was, a, you know, she, she's a leader in my eye. And here we are two years later. We have come to know each other. We realized, you know, that we're both mothers to teenagers. We both struggle with our mental health. She, she has bipolar um, things that she's got gone through, you know, I'm OCD and I'm also bipolar. And so we, 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 we got together and we thought, you know what, why don't we make a beautiful collection 
of artwork that depicts the highs and the lows of this bipolar way of, you know, how it is and try to kind of give understanding to it and take away the stigma of talking about mental health. And maybe we can be more comfortable in sharing with how we deal with stress in our lives and what happens. And I'll be honest with you, I left the conference early because I experienced anxiety in Denver with this ETH conference and, you know, it's just the challenges. And I realized, you know, even physical environmental places can be uh, a trigger to some people. And so for me to go from Cosmoverse, from Columbia and the camaraderie and, and the beautiful experience, you know, I felt so connected with the OmniFlix team. It, Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, one thing ahead. definitely with the anxiety out there. Um, I on the first day that I was here, I thought I was having a panic attack when I was doing uh, Flix talk on Wednesday. I literally I walked I walked from where I was getting breakfast back to my room, which was about maybe a fifty yard walk at the most. Um, and I got back to my room and I thought I was like having a panic attack. I couldn't I couldn't I could barely talk. And then I realized that, that uh, the altitude, it takes about a week to get used to. Uh, and, it, and it gives you symptoms of like anxiety because your body's used to having a certain amount of oxygen in it. And now when you're here, you're up, you know, a mile up in the air. There's le- the air is thinner, there's less oxygen. So your body takes about a week to get used to that. And you'll end up feeling, uh, you know, short of breath and uh, like headaches and dizziness and lightheadedness. And it gives you like a very... It's like you're not used to it, so it gives you the sense of uh, you know an anxiety attack. Thank you. So you know exactly, and I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't thinking about that, and and also to have, you know. So there's the external pressures of the environment, and for me, I'm in Southern California. Maybe I'm a little spoiled, but my you know natural state is the streets are beautiful. There's beautiful tropical plants everywhere, palm trees. And so there I am in Denver, like you say, with this high altitude, I'm feeling sick, you know, and, and I got, and, and all of a sudden, like my OCD kicked in too. <laughs> it was like, holy cow, what's going on? So I, I just, I did a bunch of stress eating <laughs> because I got lost on the way to some of these venues. And I was like, whoa, you know, I, I can't. And so I ended up uh, spending many hours in the Denver Botanical Gardens because I thought, okay, okay, you know, I, I need something. <laughs> so I went and, you know, I, I had a great time uh, in there looking at the tropical plants and I found a little humidity and, and the balance and the beautiful flowers. Uh, so it, it helped me find my balance. And then I just, uh, it's just, you know, I did what I needed to do. I was planning on staying through the weekend and being there because there were some after parties and I was thinking, oh, I'll network. This will be really great. But you know what? I, I couldn't cope. I missed my plants. There was a terrible storm in California my son got sick with fever. He couldn't go to school, you know, on Friday. And um, and so I just felt like I had to come home. And I, you know, I had a bunch of broken plants. My dogs were happy to see me and my son needed my care. So it's just, it was, you know, I'm glad I cut my trip short. But on the other hand, you know, the real world consequences of me not being able to deal and getting triggered is I missed out on this weekend of opportunity of connecting deeply more deeply with the people I met at this conference. So, but, you know, I I have boundaries. I know what I need to do. And I did not want to spiral down 
into a super anxiety kind of place, you know, and, um, and, and cause I also have asthma. <laughs> and so I also, you know, have been suffering from that. And so I got back. And so this collection that's called Manic, um, you know, it's, we use the, you know, bright colors and the beautiful colors as, you know, contrasted against the grayness and the lows of, you know, you know, this, the manic state, uh, where we are sometimes. So we just thought this would be a great collection. And Omniflix is such an amazing place. I sold out my classic collection, classic cars, thanks to you. And you, you also bought one, you bought the Jaguar, you bought my favorite one. And so thanks for doing that. And, uh, so welcome everybody, please, uh, if anybody has any questions um, or you want to share something, um, I'd be happy to hear about it. Let's shift back, yeah, and let's shift back on topic about the classic cars. So tell us about that and uh, what the proceeds of that uh, we're going to support as well. Absolutely. So Cure GM1 Foundation is a nonprofit organization, and they are trying to you know, help find a cure for this rare degenerative disease. It's a hereditary disease. And so my niece has a baby who has this disease. There's no cure for him. And so a few years ago when he got diagnosed, it was really hard because it took a long time for him to get diagnosed. Doctors don't really know about it. And so if you properly get diagnosed, you have better chance for better care because they know what they're treating you for. And so I got into the NFTs. My first collection was black and white photography on the Tezos blockchain. And it was called the art or it is called the art of suffering because I was experiencing a lot of anxiety because, you know, that's a hard thing to have a death sentence handed to, you know, your loved one. And there's nothing you can do except watch them deteriorate. So they basically get locked in their bodies and um, they, there's nothing you can do except try to make them comfortable. So this baby went from running and talking and laughing and eating and playing to kind of, you know, being in a vegetable state where he has to be fed and, and looked after. And so all the money from that, I did a, you know, exchange to figure out what the osmosis was to U.S. dollars. And I donated all of that to Cure GM1 because last month we had rare disease awareness. And I know you're familiar with ALS because one of our other amazing uh, community members who's going to be coming um, did a lot for that. So that's the thing about classic cars. Sandy, this, this sounds eerily like similar to ALS, like identical. Is it like uh, ALS for children? Um, it, it's a, you know, it's been diagnosed. It's a genetic disease. So there's a certain things that happen. Or if you have, if both your parents have this recessive gene, and it lines up that you have it, you have a 75% yeah. chance of having this disease. And by the way, I have these genes. I only had a 25% chance of not having this disease express itself. So imagine if my parents knew they were both carriers of this rare, uh, you know, disease, this gene in there. In those days, they didn't have the possibility of, uh, knowing these things. And so my niece actually went on to have a healthy baby girl because they tested her future when she was, she got pregnant again. And, and by the way, she gave birth uh, to, you know, to a dead baby during this time that her son was not being diagnosed. So about a year and a half, we don't know what's wrong with him. 
she gets pregnant. And so she ends up having a very sick baby. And so she lost her second baby. But the third baby, because the doctors now knew what was going on, were able to help them with science to have a healthy baby. So awareness is the key thing. Even though there's no cure for it, we can really help a lot of people who might be carrying this you know, gene, young people who are getting married. And guess what? It is now the most studied disease in newborn infants in the USA. It is so bizarre and so rare, but so devastating that with the efforts of this foundation and the families like my niece, all of us, um, we've we've brought this, you know, to the medical uh, attention people. So hopefully where attention goes, money flows, maybe there'll be a cure for it soon. That's my hope. Sandy, this, this is fa- like fa- fascinatingly, uh, I'm reading now something about uh, GM1 and the way that it correlates with ALS. And that's so strange that. Um, you know, the two campaigns that we have running right now are uh, this actually entwined in a way. But uh, clinical correlations of anti-gangliocide GM1 antibodies are important because high t- uh, titers of these antibodies may have therapeutic significance. Uh, to further evaluate this, they took 78 patients who had either ALS or ALS in uh, patients with gamotherapy, uh, uh, gamopathy or thyroid abnormalities um and they basically found that uh the gm the anti-gm1 antibodies were found in all of these different people with uh neuromuscular conditions and that the als ones had a uh mean anti-gm1 antibody significantly lower than patients uh with uh, just you know normal neuropathy um motor neuropathy so Basically, what that means is that the uh, the antibodies that they have, the GM1, uh, they basically are therapeutic. And if you have ALS and but and the uh, I'm not a doctor, so I shouldn't probably be uh, pontificating on this without knowing for sure. So I won't. Um, but it sounds, in my like uneducated opinion, like that they would be, you know people that have ALS would be deficient in GM1. Is that how you understood that? Like you, I found it very fascinating that they're very similar. These, you know, the the way that it expresses itself and the symptoms of these diseases are very similar. And, um, and, and I hope they'll find cures for both of them. And you're right. It is kind of eerie that, you know, both of these campaigns are running on Omniflix. Uh, You know, what can I say? Birds of a feather flock together. I don't know the baseball player, but um, I was really happy that Omniflix helped me with this campaign. Absolutely. And uh, we hope to do um, more of these with you and with Kurt Schilling and uh, with uh, quite a few other people that um, you know are interested in helping causes and uh, doing make them um, you know just feel good to help other people in our society. So Sandy, with the Next collection that you're going to uh, be releasing, I know you also gave away badges for the um, Classic Cars collection. What do those badges do? Are they just uh, uh, thank you, basically? Well, they serve two purposes. One, number one, is thank you. And the other, I wanted this badge, which is non-transferable, to be in the collection of the people who helped, uh, you know, 
me bring awareness because other people go through, you know, different people's collection. They look at what kind of NFTs you collect. And so that right there, I'm hoping, you know, people will be curious. They'll click on it. They'll look at it maybe for the artwork and they'll be like, well, you know, what is I support, uh, you know, Cure GM1. And if they read about it, um, you know, it, it will just pass the word on, you know, because the, it, this this kind of way of having awareness is important. So I created that badge with the approval of the foundation for the artwork. They approved it. I used their logo with permission. And they really liked that, you know, I was doing this campaign. And by the way, they have started accepting certain forms of crypto. I spoke to them about accepting, you know, Cosmos, Atom, and Osmosis, and they said they would look into it. But they do accept Tezos, which is what I originally, you know, did, and Bitcoin, and Ethereum, and the big ones. But um, in this particular case, I trans, you know, I um, I turned it into U.S. dollars and and donated the money in dollars in that way. And uh, so that's uh, that's the thing about um, this. And um, also, I just want to say thank you to Omniflix for being very inclusive. There's more and more Iranian artists who are finding that this is a good community to be. And, you know, and, and the Cosmos ecosystem is a very big place. And not all the blockchains have been as successful. But the way Omniflix is going about what they're doing is is amazing and it builds up the positivity and the credibility of the cosmos ecosystem so um i'm I'm really happy to be here. My home is on this blockchain, and I'm focusing in this community a lot because I think the future for Omniflix and the greater cosmos ecosystem is uh, very positive. I would have to agree with you, and we really appreciate that you are here with us sandy we um we very much appreciate your contributions to our community. Um, it would not be the same without you. Thank you. We have somebody up here. Daniel is, is, uh, did you bring this? I don't know who Daniel is. That is brain fever. Okay. All right. Pleasure to meet you. I would love to hear about your collection. How are you, Daniel? Hi, how are you? Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> Of course. Thank you for coming, man. Um, so if you'd like to introduce yourself to everybody, feel free. Um, the mic is yours. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Daniel. Uh, <laughs> um, this is my first time. This is actually my first time um, on a Twitter uh, space. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, let's get you some followers. Throw him, throw him a follower. Uh, you know, he's got he might only have one or two right now. So, yeah, he's right now kind of followers um you know, yeah i'm just there. i'm just i'm new to it all right now um just setting things up so um so uh, tell us it, about the art well <laughs> yeah we can hear you it seems like i have poor reception in here well you're lucky that apple makes very good phones <laughs> yeah uh now uh, let's tell us about the artwork where uh where does the inspiration for it come and um, if you can, that's one of your paintings on the on the header there, right, on your profile. Sorry about that. I just seem to be having trouble. Um. Anyway, um, I I don't know where to begin. Um, I'm currently working on a collection, um, that I'm that I titled uh, Archon. Um, and it's. These are these are paintings that I 
uh, started working on to kind of cope with the passing of my my 22-year-old sister. Um, she passed away exactly a year ago. And it's, it's been a very difficult time for me. Um, the, uh, there's just, there's no words I could express. I mean, there's no words to express. Um, this, you know, the hardship of losing your only sibling. Um, caused me to, you know, develop or I don't, I, I don't know how I should word myself. Um, I started experiencing hearing, um, hearing voices actually, um, following her death, and you know, painting is always something I've always done. And my sister, before right before passing, told me to never stop creating art and you know no matter what to always just just keep that alive um and it's you know this this collection is kind of supposed to i want to say i i don't want to say heal because i don't think this is something i you know you can you can never heal from but something to kind of uh, in a way, turn something terrible into 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 something. I don't know. I I don't know if I should say beautiful, but something that you can look at at least, something that can be, something that can reflect back exactly what I was feeling inside, even though it might seem alien or abstract to to people who you know don't know me or don't aren't necessarily going through the same thing, maybe they can also find a way to relate to, um, you know, the art. Was she also an artist? Maybe he got rugged. I can't hear him. No, he, he just, he just messed with me. Oh my goodness. Said, uh, oh, I, can you no, hear I me? Could, I couldn't hear, hello? I couldn't yeah, hear, hear for now? a moment. Oh, it's okay. You all right? Hello, hello? Did, yeah, did you hear? Um, Sorry, excuse me, I'm bad reception for some reason. Um, no, you no, you're coming perfectly. Moment. Can you hear? I think. Sorry, I think I lost you guys. Uh, no, we can hear you perfectly. Could you pin up some of his work? I'm having trouble finding his link and bio. There's there's no links, and I'd like to look at his artwork. Hello? Sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm just having a little technical difficulty. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> um, uh, can you I hear, actually, can you everything hear us? I'm, I'm currently working on uh, putting everything up for, for later, um, for Friday, hopefully. Um, everything should be up by then. I didn't hear anything that like, was said in the last few minutes um, up until right when I started speaking again. I, I was having a little bit of, you know, trouble. Um, can do you guys want to repeat yeah, what you're, was you're, said? Yeah, of course. Um, so she, uh, Sandy was asking uh, to see some of your work. So if if uh, if you want, you can share like, uh, you know, a couple of them on uh, on Twitter so that people can see your work. Um, in the and give like uh, everybody a chance to see your, uh, your work. You don't know, obviously, but you know, maybe like one or two to get an idea of what you're working on. 
And then uh, I don't know if you heard my question before, but I was asking if your sister also was an artist as well. And that's why um, that, that she said that to you. You're muted, Dan. Uh, Dan's having some difficulty hearing us, it looks like. Um, so we'll hold one moment. I'll see if I can uh, help him get set up again. Just one moment. Sorry, guys. Sometimes we have technical difficulties in these spaces. And it's hard to connect. And um, thank you, Terra Spaces, for recording these spaces. I'm so grateful that you're here, that you keep track of all this. And also, thanks for being an awesome collector. I think you bought the most amount of classic cars in the collection. So I appreciate uh, your support. And um, hopefully we'll get Daniel back and we can hear more about his collection. And uh, also, Daniel, if you do hear this later, I'm very sorry about your loss. To lose a sibling or a loved one is uh, very difficult. And like you said, it's like, how do you heal from that? Perhaps coping is the best thing we can do, especially when it first happens. When I lost my mother in 1995, she had cancer and she died four months later in my arms. It was the biggest tragedy in my life. And um, I had two years of severe depression after that. So I went back to Iran and um, I spent two months there and I recovered my wellness again. And it was thanks to my aunts and uncles and all my cousins in Iran that I was able to find myself. So we experience great challenges in life, whether it's loss or having to move away. Um, but if we have good connections, if we have people that care about us, they can help us through these challenges. So here in Web3, I think it's really important to be a community builder, to be with you. And um, and I translate for some Persian artists when we do spaces because sometimes they can't share about their work. And so the more we help each other, the better the space will be because you know there's a lot of people who are in here flipping NFTs or just for the crypto. But there's a great many artists who are doing amazing work. And um, that's where mostly I like to focus my time and energy is with the individual artists who are bringing so much value to this space. And uh, by the way, shout out to Maria. Thanks for joining us today. I love your art too. And uh, I hope we get our uh, co-hosts back so we can hear more about this new collection. Yeah, he's t he's going to reset his phone and uh, try to hop back in here. Um, he said his phone was not able to, or he couldn't, he couldn't hear either of us. So he'll be back. In the event that he's not, we'll um, well, I'll try to post some of his work. work just can see what he's working on. I think, uh, I think he'll find it pretty. And yeah, otherwise, Sandy, um, when are we going to? Um, Oh, that's right. You uh, you said you had left. When did you leave the conference? So I left conference uh, on the last flight Thursday night because I was having anxiety attacks. And so anxiety attacks can sneak up on you anywhere. And um, and so I was really jet lagged and, you know, I got home really late and I set my alarm. I got up at 530. So at 6 a.m. my time, I could join the Friday space with Omniflix. I hadn't had time to decompose and I was exhausted, jet lagged and, you know, recovering from, you know, I hadn't unpacked the emotional effects of this trip. 
So I, I cried a little bit in the Friday space because I had, you know, all this on my weight. So I feel bad for Daniel and, um, I hope that, uh, he will be able to join us again and share about, um, what his art means to him. And so my art began with black and white photography. And then I got into AI art, which just brought so much color and possibilities. So I, my journey in the art space has gone from photography to tons of AI art collaborations, you know, the fantastical animals and all these other amazing things that I did with Lucid Dreamer. And lately, um, I've gone back to my watercolors. I ordered a bunch of good paper and there's some beautiful watercolor uh, things that are available online. Um, and so I, I'm just really excited about exploring and, and getting deeper into watercolors and using you know, the digital media mixed with that. And um, so I like to watch YouTube videos <laughs> of um, art, different art styles and different art lessons. And, um, and so I find that as a very nice way to step out of the reality and go into the world of art, because art really is a safe place for many of us to get into art, express ourselves and, and kind of de you know, take it all out, whether it's music or whether it's a drawing, whether it's dark or beautiful, however it is, art is a very therapeutic, powerful way to, um, deal with whatever's going on inside us. So um, I'm very happy that um, I have the time because my work is part-time now. I don't have to necessarily go into an office and do that. My lifestyle has changed. So the quality of my life has increased tremendously because I spend more time doing art and I spend more time being with artists. So that's what I love about what's happening now in Web3. That's no, that's wonderful, and I agree. The you know the ability to kind of take a more more command over your day to day is definitely um, definitely something that can lead to more positive feelings and sentiments uh, because you have control, and you know if you have control over your uh, your environment and what you're doing, it makes things a little bit easier. And I also love doing collaborations. Like uh, one of my latest collaborations on Tezos, um, it's he's a world-renowned musician who does uh, a certain kind of singing, like the kind, the way they sing in the in the mountains. So he's a musician, and so we came together, and he looked at the artwork that I shared with him, and he had a perfect piece of melody that he had made, um, he had lost a baby. Um, his wife had a miscarriage. And so they experienced this great loss in their life. And so he wrote this beautiful, very touching music. And, um, and so I wrote this beautiful poem and I made the artwork and, and he felt that the music went with it. So we put that together and we minted it. And, and so when I have those kinds of experiences where somebody I've never met and, and they've expressed their, uh, sadness through this beautiful music. And, and I wrote this poem about loneliness, how this gal is waiting for her man to return and um, how we're better together. So um, I love that 
artists from all over the world can connect. I, I connected with RIL. She's in Australia. And, you know, I connected with Lucid Dreamer. He's in Canada. I connected with all these artists in Iran, Cuba, Nigeria. So this is a renaissance um, of uh, amazing time in the art space. And I, and I love doing my own interviews, too. We have an artist from Cuba now? That's amazing. Uh, well, no, she's not here. I'm, I'm trying to get her to uh, join us. Um, she, she writes poetry. And I met her two years ago. She's on the Tezos blockchain. And um, so I'm, I'm hoping she will come because she's she's got well, amazing sold out collections. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely throw in uh, some assistance on that for you. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm I'm half Cuban. So I do that. Spanish is actually my first language. Um, so I'll uh, I'll try to do what I can to help that as well. That's great because her English is very limited. So um, hopefully I'll get her to join the spaces and come. But in the meantime, we've got quite a few of the Iranian artists, you know, who, they tell each other, hey, check this out, check this out. So the word is spreading. And um, I, I love the international community we have in Omni, OmniFlix. And, and you know what? We have assistance. So you guys have done fundraisers for earthquake relief. Um, and, and you know what? I... It's becoming obvious that the pe the other people and the other ecosystems and cosmos are recognizing um, the wonderful community in Omniflix. Like Liam now does our Wednesday spaces. I mean, he's a famous YouTuber. You know, I, I used to learn about the cosmos ecosystem from his videos. And and so here he is now, you know, serious spokesperson for Omniflix. So it's like, wow. And I got to meet him. And so there's a lot of superstars who are going to come here and Cosmos spaces, you know, that they've got their NFTs and people are going to recognize the superior technology and just the abilities, you know, with, with the interactive videos. And it's just, it, I think by next year, the whole, it's going to blow up. And, um, and I'm just proud to be one of the OGs here, you know, growing with this community. I really hope I don't get, and I, and we thank you, Sandy, for being with OG, because without you, who, who knows, you know, you brought in so many great, uh, you know, great female artists into the uh, community, which I, I always said is like the, I guess, biggest shortcoming of Web3 right now is the lack of, um, of f females that um, either get opportunities or, or are interested to get into uh, Web3. So uh, I think seeing that and, you know, giving us uh, kind of the woman's touch, as I like to call it, is uh, is a good thing, a very good thing. Well, thank you very much. Um, you're right. When I first was in the NFT space, women were making less than 5% of the sales. And uh, that that was very hard to see. It was like, well, what are we doing wrong? Why are women not having sales? Why, you know, so, you know, the real world spills into Web3. And um, and so to, to have a place where women artists can thrive and they can sell their work and have collectors and and prosper and, and be seen, um, it's, it's a very big deal. And Omniflix is a great place for that. And um, I, and it's like there's help here. It's like, you know, one of the things about Web3 is there's no customer service. There's no assistance. You just have to just it's all code. You got to figure it out. But um but that's not the case with Omniflix. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to do was 
uh, I spoke with Lucid and we wanted to reward the people who purchased the classic car collection to give them a, you know, an additional gift of a fantastical animal. So that was Omniflix in the back where they did the airdrop from that particular collection where, you know, and then for me, it was a piece of cake to upload and do a, you know, a, a bulk airdrop of the badges for the people who did it. So it was very easy to learn and where I needed help, help was there. And um, so it's a, I couldn't have done it without you guys because there's other places where they're glitchy and they're not good and there is no customer service. So finding your way through the thousands of possibilities is, is one of the challenges of Web3, right? I would have to say they are. Um, and it doesn't look like uh, Dan will be able to join us again. His phone is not, um, he, can't, he says he can't hear us. So um, I'm going to go ahead and share a couple of his pieces that he sent me to, um, to, to share for you guys. And I hope I don't get to see this, but um, if you remember, a few, a few weeks back when it was announced that we were um, going to be having Cosmoverse this year in Istanbul. And some of the Iranian artists commented that it was uh, too expensive for them to get there and that they weren't sure they'd be able to come. And I suggested that we would... Uh, we might have a uh, good... So I'm not going to... come around um, a good thing here. Okay, you rocked out. I didn't hear the last couple sentences you were saying. Sorry. Uh yeah, no. I think I um the, that oxygen thing. It's uh it's it's a real killer over here. <laughs> I'm not even not even joking. Um, I was saying that there's a good thing coming in the works here, for the purposes of raising some uh some money to to bring some of the Iranian artists out to Cosmo in this uh, upcoming year, or end of the year rather. That's great. That's very good news. Um, it would be really wonderful if we could sponsor some of the Iranian artists to come and attend Cosmoverse. And uh, so I, I, I'm looking forward to it. And um, I'm sorry we lost Daniel, but I, I want to thank you for having the space and for giving me the chance to talk about mental health, to talk about fundraising and to talk about this great community and, and also myself and my art. And so I don't often get a chance to do this. It's usually me interviewing other artists. So I'm honored to be here and thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you, Sandy. Um, does anybody else have anything they'd like to share uh, or ask questions? To, uh, anybody? One second. Oh, Daniel's back, it looks like. Also, I hope you're you feel better that oxygen deprivation is not fun. So I, I hope you feel better soon. Oh, no. I mean, I'm right around the time that I would get used to it is when I'll be coming back home. So, because uh, it takes like a, a week to get used to it. So, it's just kind of like, not, uh, I guess, which is, I guess, like always uh, a problem for me. Well, safe journey back. And looks like we got Daniel back up. Is he able to speak? Hello. <laughs> so sorry. It, it, first, I, 
yes, it's working, but it, it seems like I'm hearing every you guys like robotic, like the, your voices sound robotic and it keeps cutting in and out. And at times I'm like, I, I oh, that's definitely your. Sorry, man. Yeah. Um, it could be your reception then, because that'll happen like when, uh, like if somebody's reception is starting to go go down, like on the speaking side, they become robotic. So that would make sense. Yeah, I, I ended up right now. I'm outside, actually. <laughs> um, it seems to be okay for the time being. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, no worries. Awesome. And let's you. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming back. I think you're coming back. No, no, no. I, I definitely wanted to come back. I was just I was struggling with uh with my phone and uh. I'm just happy that like I can I can hear you guys also because I was like this is I'm missing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome um, back. Thank you. So, where did we leave off last? Uh, you were uh, saying that your sister told you to uh, always keep painting. Um, was she also an artist? Did you want to talk about like her artwork and uh, you know what she what she was working on? Yeah. So. Um, my sister and I actually, we were, we were 10 years, I mean, we are 10 years apart and she was very much, um, you know, aside from, you know, being my sister, she was always my inspiration for everything. Um, and we, we would create, you know, we would draw paint together, but she was actually a poet and, um, she self published a collection of her poetry. Um, excuse me, published a collection of her poetry um, by herself when she was 18 years old, um, which we were very proud of her for doing. Um, it was a very big deal to her. Uh, and, you know, I, I always, she was always so supportive of me um, painting and creating visual art. And I, I was always wanting to be supportive of her. And one of the things she was working on at the time of her passing was her um, her second collection um, of poetry that she wanted to have published actually under the title of um, Brain Fever. Um, and what I, you know, what I hope to do kind of is <clears throat> with, with what I'm working on is um, maybe bring, you know, a little more awareness to, you, you know, a, a lot of, well, definitely some mental health, um, but also to, you know, substance abuse and, and how it's, I feel, I feel like there's so, I feel like oftentimes young people are just not, you know, I, I don't know if the word understood is the word I should be using, but I just feel like a lot of people don't necessarily ever receive the help that they should be receiving and and i feel like mental health is always overlooked so much um especially you know for maybe i mean in my my own experience i'm you know my parents are immigrants um and it's just like a lot of i hate to say maybe just plain ignorance because growing up in you know a communist country you know back in the day, i feel like that's that that influence like pulled away definitely for people didn't pay as much attention you know mental health was something like oh it, it wasn't really paid attention to i feel like it's it's not a thing in their minds almost um until it is 
you know, and until they have the resources and they get educated about the way, you know, different um, issues manifest as, in, as, mental, Look, as mental. Cuba and Poland are very similar. It's very similar. Like, they don't want you to think or feel or, like, have any kind of emotion. You know, they just want you to... Yeah. To, fall in line and not complain so they don't give any they, they just throw you in the in in the mental asylum if you yeah, the, have any yeah it's kind of, of you, get, you get written off kind of and it's, it's exactly and for me it's been a big struggle because i you know hearing voices and experiencing these things i immediately was you know written off as you know schizophrenic or you know whatever the case may be any any mental health illness that's, you know, popular or known, um, but, you know, and it's, and it's, and you kind of just, you get, you feel, you get isolated. And in that isolation is when I, you know, started to, to create again. Um, and it's, I found, you know, um, my own, I guess, I mean, I, oh, how do I word this? I found, I, I found my own way of um, coping with with all this, and definitely, uh, I'm trying to find the right words to say. Um, I definitely just, I, I, my, I guess my hope would be to kind of make people, I don't know, look a little bit deeper, or just to like to wonder at least. A little bit more instead of just I feel like people just brush it brush you know mental health issues and brush people who might you know family members who might be suffering or going through something if they, they kind of if they don't understand it they kind of just want to keep it that way they just don't want to deal with it at all or pay attention to it or you know and I feel like it's so it's it, easier to not know than it is to know and then have to deal with knowing yeah for sure for some people and that's and unfortunately I feel like that's really kind of like what um you know helped was that was a major factor in my my in what happened to my sister kind of um and it's 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 terrible it's a mind is such a terrible thing to waste and it's just uh i just you know <laughs> Um, I'm just getting, I'm like, I'm getting, you know, memories are just flooding my mind right now. And I'm just trying to stay calm. <laughs> Daniel, well, we really I, I can you appreciate your situation. I, I, I can, you know, I can relate with what you're saying about the different cultures. And, you know, we don't even have the words to describe some of these things that you know we feel growing up and maybe because the families are in survival mode that they don't deal with the deeper issues that affect that us is, so that was definitely my experience and you know things are laughed off like i experienced hunger growing up not starvation but hunger yeah. so if i like if my stomach was growling and i asked for food you know, you'd be like ridiculed and told to be quiet and, you know, you'd be called names. Almost, and almost so just, you. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like, how dare you complain about being hungry, you know, and, and, you know, you're a child. And so I was made to feel embarrassed about being hungry. And, and a lot of people don't realize that 
people, you know, who are, you know, live in poverty or, or have hunger issues, they have a lot of pride because not only, you know, do you have this thing where you're hungry, but your parents also don't ask for help. Yeah. They don't go and say, you know, so I, I thought it was normal that my stomach hurt and was growling. You know, we, we got our, you know, we, we got two main meals a day and breakfast was a cup of tea and some bread and a little sugar. And we were lucky to have that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, dealing like I grew up in Iran and I and I remember my classmates and they had, you know, they didn't even have their own home. So, yeah, we had a home. We were middle class, but I remember being hungry a lot. And then I also remember, I think, you know, mental health sometimes have has a genetic component. So my dad's side of the family was always more upbeat and happy. But on my mother's side, there was like this cloud and depression. And so I feel like the bipolar and the OCD, you know, ran on my mother's side of the family more. And my dad's side of the family, we didn't have the bipolar and OCD. It wasn't expressing itself. So, you know, and I didn't have words for that. I just remember liking going to my dad's side of the family more. It was more fun. The adults were happier and things were just more upbeat. But we didn't have the words for it. And so until I was like 18 years old, I, I didn't even understand, you know, what was going on. And, and, and you know, I, I didn't talk about my sadness to anybody. You don't speak about it. So you're right. Children don't share if they feel very unusual. They just feel isolated, right? Right. So you feel isolated. That That's the really sad part of it. Yeah. And, and as, you're to- exactly. <laughs> I love everything that you just said. You're totally on point, and it's kind of what I was trying to reach towards. And and you worded it all um, just right. Um, my parents, and and you know, being um, being that my mom grew up in you know communist Poland, and in the seventies, she she also would tell me stories of how very often she like she you know her father was you know unfortunately murdered when she was nine years old. Um, her mother um, left, fled to Italy um, so that she could work. She found work there um, and left her behind at the age of 12 with, with her younger brother, um, who was 10 years old at the time. And she, she, would, she told me that, you know, my grandmother would send clothes and packages and whatnot, but on a daily basis that she would have, you know, a piece of bread with, and she would, that she would just sprinkle some sugar on it on just, you know, just to make it, that, you know, a tiny bit better. Um, she said many times her neighbors would leave um, a basket of bread for her, like if they saw that, you know, she hadn't eaten and they, she was too embarrassed to, to take it from them. So they would like just leave it at her door um, because they knew she, that she would, um, you know, kind of, try and refuse it out of politeness, I guess, or pride, like you said. Um, but that definitely, I feel like, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really realize how a person who survived, you know, through something like that and, and how that, sh- you know, you don't think about how and why your parents are the way they are when you're a kid. And it definitely, but it definitely... I'm aware fully now of how it affected the way my mother brought her children up, um, me and my sister, and how all the different ways that it kind of impacted 
her relationship with us and and her ability to her ability to the parent and also all the all the trauma that she ended up passing on to us both of them both of my parents that's so strange and that 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 because like that exactly what you just said it, it resonates so hard for me too because like my mother came from Cuba when she was six or seven by herself to stay with uh, after Castro took over before my grandfather had seven radio stations in Cuba so they were like very wealthy like as wealthy as you could realistically be and she took everything wow and so she like remembers like growing up and she would always tell me stories like when Castro was taking over like her nanny would like throw her on the ground and like jump on top of her when the gunfire would start, like in the in the in the sounds and shit. Oh goodness! It, yeah, that's. And she came here by herself, um, and then was staying with like a family that she didn't know, but like my uh, grandparents knew. And then her brother, like a year later, and then two years later, um, her parents. So, her dad started selling like. Uh, doing like door-to-door sales and he like you know seven radio stations and he like came here and like started like you know making like a name for himself here but definitely the the part where you're uh, saying like it it impacts the way they raise their kids absolutely does yeah but they do it but any, anything is with the utmost like you know intention of like love and just like overprotection for, for, for the most part and I I totally agree. And it's it's crazy because I I think for, you know, everyone um, from, you know, everyone I know that, you know, every, every, every family in America, more or less, like, you know, especially immigrant families, they always want to have, be able to provide better conditions for their kids than they themselves um, had. But uh, often, I feel like oftentimes what ends up happening, especially because they themselves, you know, might be maybe emotionally stunted or might have, you know, trauma of their own, like they, or mental illness. They, they kind of, it, it almost goes the total opposite way that they would want it to. And it, and it does just as much or if not more damage, you know what I mean? It's, um, and it's, and it's, and, and that's why I think, you know, creating, creating art is definitely a good way to, to express, like, for you know, it, I, I feel like just art gives people a voice to, and a chance to express their perspective and their, um, you know, kind of their experience. Really, it's it, it's a documentation of your experience, and I think that's why that's why I like to to create art because you know, there's no there's no there's nothing wrong. You can never create something. In my opinion, you know what I mean. It's, it, there's no such thing as bad art. It's it's yours to make to make whatever you choose of it. You know what I mean. Hundred um, percent. With and with my, you know, the reason why I keep painting now is because I I really like the you know, um, hopefully be able to help publish my you know my sisters my sister's final collection um, and, you know, raise awareness um, to a lot of the issues that, you know, she herself, she herself was faced with. 
um, and her short lifetime. Uh. Well, I, I appreciate that you're doing that, and you know you're that you're able to be strong enough to you know be vulnerable and come on here and talk about your um, you know your experience in life and um, and how that translates into art for you. I really appreciate the opportunity. I feel so, I'm just kind of overwhelmed with um, emotion. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm super thankful that you, for having me. Um, and I can't wait to, to finally have everything up um, so that I can share. Do you want me to share um, like one of the pieces that you sent me? Uh, which one? <laughs> Let me see. Uh, how about the uh... Oh my gosh, I'm losing I'm losing you again. This is this is No no that that was him Ryan Daniel. I, I didn't hear him either. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I'm losing service again. Oh, <laughs> um Can you see. hear me now? Yes. We got your back, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, I was gonna say the one that you sent me that was uh, the one that you took the, that the one that was on your wall that's like black and green. Let me see. I think black and green. I think I'm. Wait. I, I, I for some reason I just I for some reason I thought you because this one this one won't be able to be stolen uh, basically if I send if I share this one because it's like too far away and it's uh so yeah I think this one would be a good one to share. I'm not sure which one you're talking about, but if you feel like it's good, then <laughs> then um, then by all means. Oh yeah, I just tweeted it for you. Um, so now you guys can see what he's working on. It's down here in the comments. That's one of uh, his pieces, and it's a ten-piece collection right now. Dan, correct? Yeah. Um. So that'll be going, uh, I believe, next Friday uh, on, on on in the studio, and. Be back when uh, when it happens, and we can uh, talk a little bit more about it once you guys can see the work. So you're going to be uh, basically putting these all out at different price points. What uh, what price were you thinking for the uh, pieces? Like you know, range, or are they all going to be priced the same? Um, I honestly was thinking about having them priced the same, um, just to keep it just to keep it. Um, I don't know, just makes sense to me that way. <laughs> um, I, I I think they're all, you know, I think I it's they're all just I don't know how to explain it, but they're yeah, I'm gonna keep them all. Can the you talk about like can you talk about like the creative process? Like uh, like how did you make yeah. these colors and uh, what did you paint them on? Well, I I actually totally um, all of it's from scratch. I really um. I started first by it's I don't I don't want to make it sound weird, but it's almost like I I hadn't made anything in a very long time, and this was right when I I had just moved um back to New York City from from New Jersey following my sister's passing. Um, I had started a new job, and I was kind of like it was I was just in complete you know. Like my whole life was turned upside down. Um, I had to learn to. My sister took, you know, was such a big part of my life. I just 
learning how to do just get through the day without her was you know and is still such a challenge um like i i would have you know i still frequently um experience panic attacks and i just um I, I decided that i needed to occupy myself with with making art again and you know and hold hold my word with you know the promise i made her that i would continue making and creating art um so i was feeling very i, I was you know i had a terrible night one evening um i was being bombarded by i i call them the archons these are that's what i call the voices that i hear um and i was i was having terrible nightmares for days leading up to it and something just told me to grab um you know a mark i think it was a sharpie and i just started drawing different different kinds of faces and heads and i turned them into stencils actually um and it just took off from there how'd you do that i i literally was <laughs> using like literally having no resources at the moment i i used i literally used, you know i cut them out of boxes scaffold in a box um uh cardboard box and i just you know it's and, and i don't know i don't know if it was guided you know no. i'm sorry i can't hear you that's impressive. How did you take? How did you make a rounded like a rounded edge out of a box cutter and boxes? That's that's impressive. Um, patience, I guess. Uh, um, <laughs> and 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 um and definitely definitely made a few dozen failed um stencils. Like I, I with with each with, for the collection, I, I I kind of went through a few phases of different kinds of um you know shapes that were um, kind of part, like like three sets, I should say, of um, shaped, uh, differently shaped faces um, with different characteristics that, um, you know, kind of, for, for each phase, I, I must have done like two dozen ones that failed and, you know, didn't look right to me or just didn't feel right or didn't get across. Um, what I was, what, you know, that didn't reflect the, the moment that I was experiencing what I was experiencing. Um, a lot of the, paint, the paintings um, are made quickly, um, and I'm trying to capture uh, the emotion I'm feeling as I'm hearing these beings or, you know, these voices, whatever they may be. Um, and kind of like how I'm processing them and processing the, and, and the emotions I'm associating with, with these experiences and with these, you know, with the nightmares I'm having and with, um, with that, with the things I'm hearing. So I'm struggling. Are you them. willing to share things that they say to you? Are they like happy things? Or are they like angry things? Or are they like intimidating you? Well, well, you know, I, I, when I first started experiencing, um, hearing them, I, I definitely started looking in, into, you know, symptoms of schizophrenia and different, you know, the different kinds of mental illnesses that are associated with hearing voices. And it, they don't fit any, the experiences I was having didn't fit any uh, 
a question, Daniel. Do you hear the voices or is it like a knowing, like you, you, like, you know, you receive messages and you just have an understanding? Do you actually hear the voices? My, my entire life, I've been, I feel like I've been guided by a knowing, like you say. But um, as soon as she, my sister had passed, I started to actually hear um, audit, like very clear, as, as clear as I can hear you, um, voices in, in the, um, in, in different kinds of, and it's, and it's not something that's constant. It is something that it happens. I don't know what it depends on. And, and I was thinking that it was, you know, triggered by maybe by location, by, you know, an emotion or by a memory or by seeing something that, you know, reminds me of my sister or, but it, it, it seems like there's no exact, um, you know, trigger. Like there's no there's no trigger that I can identify that um that is like, that is constant that is um you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for um geez. um I can't I'm just gonna move on because I can't I can't for the life of me remember there's no common thread there's no rhyme or reason to how it comes up and goes yes, it's yes. just random yeah and and one of Exactly. Thank you. And one of one of the things that I am kind of traumatized by is they they were telling me that my sister was going to pass before her passing, um, which is still like it's it's such a it's such a scary thing to think about. Um, probably two years before she passed, I was woken up by a voice I thought was you know, someone in my home. And I heard it was, it was yelling at me very aggressively and it was saying, she's going to die. And I, it, it would, it continued to wake me every day for three weeks. Um, and it wouldn't let me fall back. Like I would try to fall back as and it would wake me up again. And I would call in the middle of the, call my sister in the middle of the night to make sure she's okay. Call my mother in the middle of the night. I was beyond traumatized. And when, when my sister actually finally, you know, not finally, that's a bad word for you, but when she, when she passed away, um, I just couldn't believe it. I felt like it was some kind of sick, um, a sick joke of some sort, or like someone had done this to her almost. And like, you know, it was somehow tied into the voice I was hearing or, you know, behind or like it was some evil sort of entity of some sort. I still don't know what to make of it. Um, I think where I'm at right now um, is, I think, especially because of my mom, you know, my mother is very superstitious. And I think I'm, I'm kind of talking it all up to being, you know, either spirits of, I don't think, I don't think there's spirits of people who have passed away, but I think it's something something completely different that maybe um, people aren't even aware of, you know, and I feel like it's, I feel like it's all around us in a way. Um, I, I think it's the upbringing, honestly, because my mother is very superstitious as well. And I think it has a lot to do with the upbringing because at that point, you gotta, you gotta remember their parents didn't have any kind of think out or like, you know, research outside the box and see where there's avenues that, you know, people might just be being told things to be controlled. 
uh, as opposed to you know, truth. And that will make you very superstitious if you keep being told, hey, if you do this, this horrible thing's going to happen to you. Then, you know, it makes it kind of hard to get out of that thought process. Well, true. Um, one thing, one thing that I like to say though is, um, I, you know, I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Um, that was something also that um, definitely molded me into who I am, really. And you know, the, you know, the different kinds of, you know, I, I know, I'm sure it's not the, you know, the, I'm the same for everyone. I'm sure there's people who have nothing but great things to say about, you know, belonging to an organized religion. I believe religion can be beautiful. Um, and and I think it, it, it plays an important role in many people's lives. And, it, and I think it does help um, people be better versions of themselves. But for others, I think it, it causes so much pain and, and feelings of, you know, being oppressed. And, and it, that was definitely the case for me being... Um, a gay man. Um, I was, you know, it was, it was just, it was very difficult for me. And how I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say really is, um, this, this, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses have this belief that, well, they believe that anything like, like what I'm describing to, like hearing things or, you know, everything is kind of grouped together under one umbrella of one umbrella under the umbrella of just being, you know, what they call worldly. Um, anything that isn't, it doesn't align with the faith is kind of just, you know, it's bad. It's worldly. <laughs> um, so when I would have, you know, strange experiences growing up, uh, I would share them with my mother and she'd say, well, don't tell your father. I believe you, but don't tell your father because that's something he would consider worldly or, you know, um, demonic um but now that i'm an adult um i'm not and you know i have my father currently staying with me um where which is you know we haven't really uh lived together since i was a teenager since i was probably 14 um that's when i moved out um uh he's i i'm sharing my experiences with him and he he has a lot of you know, surprisingly, a lot of similar ones. And it kind of makes me want to dig deeper. And it, and it, and it kind of makes me feel like this is something that's, that's just not, you know, we don't have the answers for yet. And, but I, I definitely still think that mental health, you know what I mean? It's, maybe it's not necessarily a symptom of a mental health issue. Maybe it is. But maybe... Who knows? You know what I mean? It's it's just like it's I don't know. I feel like everything plays a factor into it and maybe some things kind of nurture um you know, others other similar kinds of issues, um or the way they manifest. Am I making sense at all? I think I'm all over the place. You are. You are making <laughs> you are making total I just uh, typically my style of, uh, hosting a space is to just let people speak because it's, you know, I, I can ask all the questions in the world, but I'd rather people share what they want to share rather than me poking and prodding around at their existence. Um, you know, I just, I feel like it's, um, 
I don't like to rush people when they're talking and like rush them into shutting up. I'd rather just let people speak and try not to interrupt them. No, it's very, it's very much appreciated. There's, I honestly don't get to share um, these thoughts with people. <laughs> um, often, I feel like a lot of people just wouldn't even know how to receive, um, you know, half the things I'm, you know, sh- half the things I have to say. Or, you know, I feel like people are very. Um, but but it's but it's refreshing to know that there are people who are willing to, you know, especially using something like you know, art as the as the what would I call it? Um, it's like art being the bridge between these different experiences and these people that are having these experiences. I think that's beautiful. Hundred percent, and um. You know, we're coming close to the uh, end of the space. We've got about five minutes left. Um, but is there, I, I asked you about the the way that we kind of got off track there a little bit, but I was we were talking about the uh, the way that you made the paint and the way that you, um, you know, you made the stencils for the artwork. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the, like, the colors and the, like, the, uh, the like, surfaces that you're painting these on and if people will be able to, uh, you know, get a physical copy of the art if they would like to. Um, and we also have final, you never set a price. Um, I think, I think um, as far as the price, um, you know, goes, I think I'll definitely have everything finalized by, you know, the day I um, have everything up. But um, and I, I do want to be able to um, also be, you know, I do want to also be able to provide the, actual, I, I make them on campuses. Um, I do want to be able to have, you know, the actual original pieces, um, you know, up for, for sale. Um, but I feel like that's, that's something that I would be much more <laughs> choosier about, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It, it, it's definitely, I, I hold all of them so close to to my heart, I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm sure, as most artists do, um, you know, it's, the, the original is always the baby. Um, but, yeah, I make them all on canvases. Um, and it, it, I kind of make them by, I guess, layering. Um, I like the idea of things looking you know, dimensional, but not in the traditional sense. I kind of, I kind of wanted to, wanted them to look um, like there's a depth in them, but not in, not in necessarily in the way of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, hmm. I'm trying to think. It's kind of like, because the, the paintings themselves, like the, the faces, the, the head, the, you know, the shapes I'm using, I feel like they're, they're very much 2D. <laughs> but I like, I want for the colors to look more dimensional. You know, it's, it's more like, so it's kind of like you're seeing a galaxy inside of something that's, um, you know, two-dimensional. Um, and, it's, and it's literally solely for the, for the, for my own visual you know, it brings, it's just like what I like. Um, it just like, I, I you know, 
my attention span goes to things like glitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just, yeah. I, and as far as the colors, I, I definitely like a, a lot of them, the original pieces. Um, you know, I like for them, to, the colors to look vibrant in, you know, regular lighting, but also if you put them up to a black light, they look completely different. Um, and that's something that, like, I, I try to do for each of them because I feel like, you know, depending, it's, it's kind of like, they're kind of like people, like live little beings in a way. And it's like, you know, on a daily basis, we go through so many emotions and so many, we, we, we're so many different faces to so many different people. Um, and, and I feel like that's kind of the case with, with these pieces. It's kind, you know what I mean? Depending on where you put it up in your home or where, where you, what lighting it's in, I kind of like for it to, to have, take on a different persona. Just like the voices, depending on what, depending on where I'm at when, when I hear them. I think you're going to go ahead and put the properties and the traits of each of these uh, NFTs into the, you know, as you create, as you go ahead and mint them. Because uh, like once you do that, because uh, I know I explained to you the process of how to do it, but um, when you actually go through and do it, you'll be able to take whatever emotions you were feeling and whatever emotions you think that the being has or whatever his name was or whatever, or, you know, whatever, you'll be able to Oh, goodness. It's, 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 I'm not sure if it's cutting out on my end or I, I, caught, the, I caught the beginning of that. Uh, no, I said I think you'll have a really good time by, uh, you know, when you're going and creating them and actually minting them onto the blockchain and putting in all the properties and traits of each of them that you can, like, customize uh, using OmniFlix Studio. You'll be able to put, you know, whatever emotions you think were part of that being, and whatever, um, you know, whatever name that you think that being had, uh, you know, whatever traits they had, and you know, their, uh, you know, whatever it, that meant to you in creating. You'll be able. To, oh yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, across the board. I'm definitely looking forward to all that. <laughs> it's it's all I'm still also new to it. Um, and, and, I, and I have to say, I, I really thank you for, for, you know, the help you've been um, through, throughout this process. Of course. I uh, appreciate you sharing the uh, of our community and being a part of it. Thank you so much. And, Anybody have know, any questions for Dan? I just want to congratulate you and say thanks for putting up that one piece so we can actually have an idea of uh, the, the coming artwork. I'm really excited about it. Congratulations. And um, I'm so glad I got to know you on a deeper level. And, um, and, and you know what? Uh, I, I'm retired from science. And so one thing I can say is just because science has not been able to graph it yet doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So we need to be careful about labels and things. And, um, and, and also... My other thing that I say is most things in life happen just once. And and science is good for measuring repeated events. So we, we have to understand there's things that are happening. And, um, and, and some people are more in tune and connected with this other realm 
of, uh, you know, the, the energy and the spirits in this other realm that exist. So, uh, you know, this, this has been my experience and I'm looking forward to seeing your artwork. And thank you, Omniflix, for doing these uh, in the spotlight events for the artists so we can connect better with the artists and, uh, and mental health. Yay. Let's bring uh, the stigma away from talking about mental health so, you know, people can have recovery and better ability to cope with the stresses of their lives and be able to uh, live a more joyful existence. That was put beautifully. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you so much. And, and um, I don't, I don't know. I'm so overwhelmed. I think this is the first time I'm, I'm genuinely smiling in so long. <laughs> um, I'm just, I feel, I feel so much gratitude right now. Um, and thank you for sharing. Also, um, it's definitely, you know, I, I haven't had, uh, I, I haven't been able to share. Uh, much of what I've been going through and, and hearing you tell your story, just it was it just it touched me. Um, and I just yeah, thank you. <laughs> and thank you, Penny. Of course. Uh, well in that case if nobody else has any questions, we'll end the space now. Um, and thank you for formally doxing me. Love that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so Everybody have a great time and the rest of your weekend. Uh, be kind to each other. And we'll be back within this... No, we'll be back with Flix Talk on Wednesday with... Uh, who is now uh, our host on Flix Talk every week. So uh, we'll be back with you very soon. Have a great weekend, everybody. And get home safe if you're at Ethereum Denver. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Omniflix in the spotlight. NFTs for GM1 and mental health. Featuring Sandy Toes, 2211, and Brain Fever. Recorded on Saturday, March 4th, 2023. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Now if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay, Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room, sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shrooms. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio, trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role sorting through support from your endorsements of course we're tripping balls handed reports it the latest proof ain't a way to move change the view just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop picking at the dinner finger licking like the plate is good so kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do two plus two show me what that thing could do two plus two show me what that thing could do two plus two Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about to
done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastising to digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view, just a bunch of peck heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger Licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Ten spaces.